Macworld Podcast number 57 for November 1st, 2006, sponsored by MYOB Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. I'm your host, Chris Breen, back from a month of luxuriating in a local hospital. Well, honestly, it's actually pretty swank, and I'm fine. I'm back to full health and ready to once again take up the reins of Macworld's podcast. Thanks to Jason Snell, Macworld's editorial director, for filling in during my absence. Later in the show, we'll have a word from the MS Dam, the site of the latest MacMania cruise, which is tooling around the eastern Caribbean. On board are our own Rob Griffiths and Dan Frakes, along with such luminaries as Andy Anatko, Apple Salsegoyan and Janet Hill, Leah Laporte, Ted Landau, Derek Story, and Ben Long. And yes, I've been on three of these MacMania cruises, and I have to tell you they're a kick in the pants, and I also have to tell you that I'm jealous I'm not there. But if I can't be there scuba diving and eating too much food, there's no place I'd rather be than right here. So now for the news. During my enforced absence, Apple did anything but sit still, releasing updates to the MacBook Pro and a couple of important updates for both the MacBooks and first-generation iPod Shuffle. We'll look at all three in the next couple of minutes. Apple released two MacBook Pro models featuring Intel Core 2 Duo processors, which, Apple claims, will goose the MacBook Pro's performance by up to 39%. However, last summer, Intel's Paul Odellini claimed the Core 2 Duo chips would increase laptop performance by up to 20%, so we'll have to see how these figures jibe in real-world performance tests versus a specialized set of tests designed to show the processor in its most attractive light. You can read the specs for yourself, but in addition to the updated processors, the interesting aspects of these MacBook Pros is that they have a larger L2 cache to begin with. It's 4 megabytes versus 2 megabytes found in the earlier MacBook Pros, which should mean faster performance. They also have higher capacity hard drives, increased RAM, for example, the $2,000 2.16 gigahertz 15-inch model has a gigabyte of RAM standard, and the $2,500 2.33 gigahertz model includes 2 gigabytes of memory by default. Also, this more expensive 15-inch MacBook Pro has twice the video RAM on its Radeon X16 graphics card. It has 256 megabytes of SD RAM, and the less expensive one has 128 megabytes. And again, this is going to pay off in better graphics performance. And these MacBook Pros mark the return of a FireWire 800 port. In the past, you could find this on the 17-inch model, but it disappeared from the 15-inch. It's back again um, after kind of the cries of a lot of professionals saying, where's our FireWire 800? Please, please give it back. And, And indeed, they did. So although the standard MacBooks are darn speedy for the price, and I'm talking about the black and the white ones, the real MacBooks versus the MacBook Pros, you can see that with the Pros, you get more, faster, and better, and therefore you pay more for it. We've got a couple of the MacBook Pros in Macworld's labs, and we'll have the results of our tests this week. Look for links to those tests at Macworld.com, or check the show notes uh, that will be updated throughout the week. Speaking of MacBooks, Apple recently released a firmware update that fixes what Apple terms a small percentage of MacBooks that shut down intermittently. What this translates to is that you're sitting in your MacBook, and you're typing along, and everything seems to be going just fine, and then suddenly the MacBook MacBook just shuts down for no apparent reason. Uh, this is not good. In some cases, this has happened after an OS update, some kind of software update, where in other cases, it seems to be because of a hardware problem. Specifically, it's a heat issue. The MacBook thinks that it's too hot and it shuts itself off. The firmware update can certainly deal with any software issues, but if it's hardware, 
for example, you've got that heat sink that's not doing its job, no firmware update is going to make things better. However, if you've got the problem with your MacBook, it's worth your time to apply the update and see what happens. If it continues to hibernate unexpectedly, it's time to get in touch with Apple and ask them about getting it repaired. While we're on the subject of repairs, let's talk about that dead first-generation iPod that you've got in your desk drawer. This is the one that flashes that amber and green light. Apple's recently released the iPod Shuffle Reset Utility. Now, unlike the iPod Software Updater or the iPod Restore feature that's built into iTunes 7, this thing can actually do something about reviving these flashing iPods. Word is that you may have to run it a few times before it takes, but when it does take, it works and it restores the iPod to a working condition. Of course, anything that was on the iPod is vaporized, but... It works now, unlike sitting in your desk drawer being dead or dangling, you know, using it as an earring or something. You can actually use the thing again, and it functions as a real working iPod. And, yes, there's a Windows version, too. If you've got a dead shuffle, it's definitely worth checking this out. And while we're on the subject of shuffles, Apple has kind of delivered on its promise to ship the second-generation iPod Shuffle in October. Some folks who ordered their new shuffles shortly after they were announced have received them. I, on the other hand, ordered one in early October, and my ship date remains November 2nd. It's close, but no cigar. But I'm not bitter. I'm just anxiously awaiting its delivery. I'll be running the little one-gigabyte player through its paces when it eventually arrives, and we'll have a review as quickly as I can pull one together. Look for it on PlaylistMag.com. Anything else new? Well, when I left, we didn't have a sponsor, but we have one now. And here's a word from that very sponsor. 1989. David Hasselhoff was dancing on the Berlin Wall. Michael Jordan was in search of his first title. And the brand new Macintosh SE had four megabytes of RAM. 1989 was also the year MYOB introduced their award-winning software for Mac small businesses. Seventeen years later, MYOB is still empowering small business owners to manage their customers, vendors, inventory, payroll, and, of course, their accounting. To learn how MYOB can help your small business, visit myob-us.com. MYOB. Mind your own business smarter. As promised earlier, Macworld senior editors Dan Frakes and Rob Griffiths have sent along an interview recorded aboard Holland America's NS Veendom, the vessel housing the MacMania 5 geek cruise, the Eastern Caribbean. Dan and Rob have managed to corral an attendee who I think we can fairly say is as devoted a Mac user as ever trod this earth, one who owns more Macs than can be found in Macworld's offices. This is Dan Frakes and Rob Griffith, and we are on Mac Mania 5 in somewhere in the high seas between Belize and Guatemala. Is that right? Yep. I just left Belize. Right. So this is day three, day three. of Mac Mania, and uh, today was an excursion day. And uh, Rob, what did you do today? Uh, my wife and I actually went scuba diving out on the Trinefa Toll, which is about an hour outside of Belize uh, in the open ocean. And it was, uh, it was a great dive. It was sort of a rough water day getting there, but we had a lot of fun and it saw some spectacular uh, critters in the ocean. And there's actually a photo blog up on macworld.com where you can see some of those pictures. What would you do today? We, uh, a group of us went to uh, cave tubing in uh, one of the uh, national parks in Belize. What is cave tubing? So, so they take you in a big bus, they drive you out in the middle of nowhere, you hike into the jungle, and uh, you get in a river, and you sit in inner tubes, individual inner tubes, not big ones, but little small ones, the ones you take, like, on a river, you know, back in the States. And uh, you just float 
down the river through caves. And uh, they're small, some places, big, some places, but you just, you, it's actually pretty mellow. It, there's a few places where it was fast. Most of the time you kind of had to propel yourselves and stuff, but the caves were pretty incredible. Um, it was amazing scenery and uh, we saw nice bats and a few birds and stuff, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Any concern of nibbles on toes from? No, there were a few fish, but nothing. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the guide kept telling us that they had native piranhas in Belize, but I think that was a myth because we all came back with our toes. So, so, uh, so that, that was our day today. And there were a few other excursions. I think, um, people, uh, went out and saw Mayan ruins. Yep. And, uh, what were some of the other ones? There, there was a, um, some sort of nature, uh, Amazon forest, jungle, cave walk. Oh, right, there's a cave walk where they yeah. go, like, in traverses, you know, hundreds of feet up in the air and rope yep. traverses or something like that. But uh, I think we took the tame one with the, <laughs> the cave tubing, but it was a lot of fun. So so tomorrow we're back to, to – actually, tomorrow's an excursion day and classes. So yep. tomorrow – We um, tell horror stories tomorrow night. Right, right. And tomorrow I'm going on an eco-hike um, into the National Park in Guatemala. And are you going on another dive tomorrow? No, we're, we're diving again on Thursday, so tomorrow I'm going to go behave like a lazy American tourist at a Guatemala beach resort. Oh, okay. Great, great. So we are here doing a little episode of the podcast from uh, on location on the, um, uh, what is it, the v- Vindom. Vindom. The Vindom from um, a Holland America cruise line. So it's a uh, not a USS Vindom, it's a Holland America Vindom. And it's an MS Vindom. MS Vindom, thank Somebody you. Somebody pointed out on the, uh, the website this week it should be renamed the Mac Vindom. Uh, instead of the NSV. Right, right, right. So, so we are, uh, talking here with one of our attendees, uh, James Savage. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And, uh, oh. and, and James has been, has gotten some notoriety this week on the tour because, uh, he has a few Macs. And, uh, how many exactly do you have, James? Uh, I think the count is someplace around 124. 124 Macs. And that's they're, right. They're, they're all different Macs, right? Well, there are a few duplicates, but, uh, the unique number is somewhere around a hundred plus, but uh, there are a few duplicates. What um, are you missing? A model that you currently are not not a current model, but is there something in the historical chain that you're missing? That's like, oh my gosh, I got to find one of those. There are a few oddballs here and there. Well, I mean, there are a few really old ones that are kind of hard to get. Yeah. Like the Apple One, right. for example. <laughs> Even an Apple Two is kind of pricey. Yeah. Um But really, I have all the models. Since the two, from the two plus to the present, with an oddball exception here or there. Really? Two um, uh, VI, for example. Uh, yeah, that Everybody has, remembers a two VI. I believe it had a shelf life of about a month and a half. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, quickly replaced by a two VX, yes. which had a shelf life of about three months. <laughs> that was some of the glory days of Apple. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> so how many of them are actually functional? They're all functional. So you, they all, if you turn them on, would actually boot up. There, there are a couple uh, of the really old ones that may have a monitor glitch or two. Um, but they all work, and obviously none of, they're not all powered on all the sure, time. Sure, sure. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise your electric bill would be pretty exactly. big. Yeah. How many do you run? I have about a dozen up and running on the network performing some function yeah. in the house. Yeah. What's the oldest one that you use regularly? Uh, what would be the oldest one? I think the, the oldest one would have to be a, a, probably a G3 iMac of some vintage. I have a variety of those. The, the ones that you could – that were airport-ready – Mm-hmm. are still very functional because sure. you can plop them in any room in the house and get Internet access right. and, and listen to your, your iTunes collection. So uh, yeah. that's probably the oldest. How many rooms in your house are there, and how many rooms in your house have a Mac in them? <laughs> uh, I, I asked this question earlier, so I think I have the answer. <laughs> there are there are six rooms, not counting the bathroom. Okay. All six rooms have a Mac in them. Okay. And, of course, 
it's so inclined, you could take a laptop into the back. <laughs> sure. So, so there's no there's no room that's 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 cut off from Mac. So. <laughs> that is correct. That is and correct. are they all on? To the extent that it's possible, are they all networked together? I mean, because obviously yes. with some of the earlier machines, you you can't quite get them on the same net. Um, that's true, but uh, of all the ones that are up and running, they're all on the same network yeah. because the earliest one is the G3 iMac, right. and yeah. so it's yeah, running wireless sure. uh, B. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, and, and, uh, your wife is actually, doesn't mind this. She's actually kind of enthusiastic about it from what I've been talking to you this Well, week. I, I wouldn't say she encourages it. Yeah. But, uh. She tolerates you know, it with she, a good attitude. She has her, her passion. Everyone has their own <laughs> hobbies. Right. So, you know, I look the other way, she looks the other way. Now we sure. have to ask, is your wife a Mac user or is there a PC amongst the beasts in the household there? I, I have a couple dirty secrets in the house, <laughs> um, which, Probably will go away with with the Intel Mac. With boot, exactly. with boot camp exactly. and the parallels. I am a, I am a, a hardcore gaming addict, ah. so to stay on the cutting edge, I have to have a PC in the yeah. house. Yep. Uh, of course, it's very much outnumbered, <laughs> but there is there is at least one yeah. PC in the house. Yeah. Well, and I talked to his wife several times this week, and she's actually a big Mac fan, so she uh, raves about Pages and all the things she can do about it, do with it, and. Uh, and is she on the cruise or is she back at home? She's here. Oh, she's right. here. She's not. She's not taking. She's not participating in the Mac Mania. Ah. Um, then I could have used her to help co-teach on Friday for I work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe she. Yeah. Maybe we can sneak her in yeah, and she can be a special guest presenter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> she loves pages. She's yeah. been yeah. using that quite a bit. Oh, that's yeah. good. So, uh, out of all your your collection, what's what would be your most prized possession? Oh, most prized possession. There, there are a couple ones that are rare. That are just kind of hard to get come by. The the uh, for example, I have a Server 500, which I is a that machine. I, I believe it weighs somewhere in the, around 200 pounds. It's on wheels. It's on wheels. Does that run AUX? Yes. AUX, oh, okay. Right. Uh, side story. Uh, two very good friends of mine at Apple are were responsible for like lead engineering on the software and hardware on that machine, mm. and their husband and wife. And, oh wow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I, I got to see. That. I'm like, that's a Mac. Right. Holy, it's a, it looks like a little refrigerator. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's like a dorm yeah, refrigerator. Yeah. Right. And it weighs like a dorm refrigerator <laughs> stock full of beer. What it weighs. That's great. Um, but that. but finding one and in perfect condition, and then of course spending the ungodly amount of money to ship the thing today, which <laughs> sure. it costs way more to ship it than it is right, to right. purchase. Wow. So you got a lot of your stuff off eBay, is that right? Most of it is yeah. from eBay. So what's what was the biggest steal you found that you said, well, "Oh my God, I can't believe I got this for this um, price." Mm-hmm. I, I, nothing really comes to. I mean, I've gotten some good deals. I think I think the cube that I got was probably one of the best deals. Yeah. Um, when I got the cube a couple of years ago, it was still fairly current, and a lot of people are still using their cubes sure. as primary machines at that time. And I was able to pick one up for a few hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so when you say you sort of have every Mac with a few holes in the historical, I'm imagining that you do you actually have a MacBook Pro, a MacBook. A, uh, a new Mac Pro, all just sitting there in the <laughs> house? No, 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 no. The, the, the collection, I, I can only, obviously, I, I, I have a limited amount of money. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you for, like, a right. <laughs> I, I do. I do have some newer machines. The newer machines that I use right. regularly, um, my latest desktop, I'm still using a, a dual G5, and my latest laptop is is, is a rapidly aging G4 iBook that I brought with me on the cruise. So you're, you're sitting at the edge of the Intel transition. I am. Although I got I got a mini recently for the okay. home theater, but my my the collection really kind of ends at a G4 Yosemite. Okay. Um, 
after that to buy things strictly for the collection they cost money because right. people are still, sure. yeah, yeah. They're they're still hanging on to those. They're still, they're yes. still you just need, you need to wait another two or three or four years until they drop off. Right. Exactly. The so, so what so are some latency in your collection. So I'm eyeing the prices. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the, at the, like the Quicksilver G4s and I'm looking, watching those prices and they're not, they're not budging that much. I actually tried to buy a Quicksilver G4 and you know why they're not budging? Because that's the last machine Apple made that will run OS 9 and every version of OS 10. That's right. So you can run 10.0 through 10.4 on that thing. And I I wanted to do that to kind of do a retrospective, but I couldn't find one on eBay at a reasonable rate. Right. They they know what they're worth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what 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 do you – you said you've got like 12 to 15 that you use. Yes. Right. So what do you do – I guess the question is, you know, why use 12 or 15 instead of 3 or 4? What are you doing on these things that you, you've actually got 15 running in your house? Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> because I can? Well, a lot of it is yeah. Yeah, because I can, because it's so easy, first of all, to, to take any Mac and stick it on the network. Um, a lot of it is just physical access. You, know, you want to have one in the guest bedroom, for example, when people visit. So I've got one set up there, and they can surf the net or listen to music or whatever they want to do. Um, you want one in the kitchen, so you have your recipes there right. and listen to music and check the check check the, uh, the the news first thing in the morning over a bowl of cereal. Um, there's one there's one pretty much dedicated to karaoke huh. in the living room. Um, it works really well for that. Uh, and uh, then there's the home theater Mac. Uh, there are a couple of laptops that float around in different rooms. Um, I probably didn't get up to 12, did I? <laughs> I, lost, I lost track. <laughs> uh, That's cool. There's, there's some redundancy in there for sure. Yeah. This is uh, sort of twisting the topic a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, with all those Macs, is this your first Geek Cruise? This is my first Geek Cruise, yeah. yes. I've, I've watched the ads over the years. Um, never quite gotten the, the urge to, to get on board, and, and then I finally was able to talk my wife into it. Sure. Um, it's not we, we left from not far from where we live, so that was a, bl- a plus for it. Um, but this is my third cruise overall, first first geek cruise. Are yeah. you finding it interesting? And I'm having a blast. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Um, the, the kind of access we get to the experts is just it's, it's excellent. It's excellent. It really is. And so it's inspiring me to – do even more when I get back with my Macs. Yeah. And, and you don't work with Macs either. I mean, you're... No, you're it's done, strictly a hobby. It's strictly a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yeah, good. So, well, thanks for the time. Sure. And uh, we're glad you're here. We have a Halloween dinner to prepare for tonight. Yeah. And there are certainly some costumed... I don't know if you've noticed walking the halls. Yeah, there's, there's some, some odd, odd ducks walking around, the, <laughs> walking around the cruise ship tonight. I forgot it was Halloween. I yes. walked around the same... Where do these people come from? My, my yeah. wife and I decided the best we could probably do would be put on our scuba mask and snorkel because yeah. that's all we have with us. Well, that, that's a better costume <laughs> than I have right now. So I might take – for those who have never been on a cruise, the uh, the stewards actually make towel animals and leave them on your beds every night. So, I mean, I could maybe dress up as a towel animal, but that's about that's about it. And that so. was certainly a surprise the first night. Yeah, you walk like, in oh. and there's a big elephant on your <laughs> yeah. bed. So. So uh, we are going to sign off here, and uh, you'll see more from us on the blogs over the next few days. Yeah, we'll check in tomorrow from uh, Guatemala. From Guatemala. We have activities and our night of horror stories. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we're going to sign off here and give it back to Chris. Good night. As a veteran of these Mac Mania cruises, I understand the kind of sacrifice that Dan and Rob had to make to record this portion of the podcast, so I really appreciate it. I mean, after all, there's a lot of delicious food on board and a load of pampering to be had, so it's tough to tear yourself away. 
One more thing before I wrap this up. As Sarus did during his reign as host of the Macworld Podcast, I'd like to include some of your audio questions and hopefully provide some useful answers from me and others on the Macworld staff. If you have a question that you'd like to be considered for the podcast, record an audio file, preferably as an MP3 or AAC file so that it can get through your email gateway, and send it to mac911 at macworld.com. If your question appears on the air, you'll gain the satisfaction of being able to say, hey, my question appeared on the air. And frankly, isn't that worth more than money? Well, that does it for me for this edition of the Macworld Podcast, sponsored by MYOB, Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you mind your own business smarter. Thanks to Dan Frakes and Rob Griffiths for checking in from MacMania 5, and thanks to you for listening. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, and technology news, views, and information at Macworld.com. I'll see you next time.